Episode 0051. What a lovely day for a podcast. You've entered the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McRae, and I'm here to tell you that this podcast may contain explicit content. So, if you're not a mature listener, then keep that in mind. In today's episode, we have a new cocktail. Heathen's going to bring us the news, and then in feature presentation, we'll be tackling the new Mad Max film, Fury Road. All this and more, now let's head in to the back of the cantina and get today's show started. Well, here we are in the our new cantina. It is still um, under construction and being organized, so we're all sitting on the ground back here. We do not have our fancy lounges in, although we do have all of our bottles of alcohol and beer, and um, and then that's about it, and our scoreboard over there. Heathen did get her 10th sticker last week, resulting in a prize. Speaking of Heathen, the head organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club, she is sitting across from me, scowling deep within her heart to the bane of my very core of my existence. How are you doing, Heathen? You're wearing your microphone uh, earrings. I'm all right. Hi. Way to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) And then also with us, assistant organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club, it is beer maker Matt. Hello. I lost my virginity, bad boys. (laughs) Two bad boys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're all here sitting on the floor like we're having a nice little seance. Um, I thought he wanted. I thought that was him saying it again. I was going to be like, really? Is that going to be your, your intro every time now? So uh, we spent last week in moving, and we um, are still in the process of moving. We saw Mad Max on Tuesday. This coming Saturday, we'll be doing a rainy drive-in with Poltergeist. And next week, we'll be doing Tomorrowland. We do have, let me find it, we do have a, um, a cocktail chatter message. I think this is from Western Warlock. So let me check this out for you guys and see what he has to say. Yeah, this is for the podcast. It's sad news that uh, Burger King closed down today. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I said, uh, yeah, 1925, they opened their doors. 2015, they closed down. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible. So, I don't think that's all Burger Kings, and that message is like a week old. I don't know. Where's the closest Burger King here in Reno? 
There's one right down the street from where I live. Oh, is it open? Uh, I haven't driven by there in like a week, but... Maybe that sneaky new Hamburglar had something to do with it. It looks more like a pedophile than the cute Hamburglar that we're all used to. <laughs> I don't know which Burger King he is referring oh, to. Oh, I know where there's a Burger King. Close, there's a Burger King right by Eugene's house. I used to right walk... across from the Pink Scolaris. I used to always walk out there when my car didn't work to get picked up by people. And I never went inside. But I did see it was open. This is here in Reno or in... I don't know what he's talking about. He's So what's your sipping uh, drink there, Heathen? It's a nice little bottle, plastic bottle of Sutter Home Chardonnay. You know, everything good comes in a plastic bottle. <laughs> can you throw me a bottle opener so I can get my sipping beer open? I'm sipping on a Flying Fish Farmhouse Summer Ale right now, but that's not my true si- sipping beer. I don't know where they're at. They're up there. They're almost within your reach if you get on your tippy toes. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, beer maker, man, what's your sipping drink? My drink is a Kahlua mocha with chocolate milk. Because he likes it dark. I was feeling, I had a little bit of a sweet tooth today. And I didn't get a chance to... (laughs) To fill your satisfaction. Yeah. We'll be having a milky, sweet... Treat in Cocktail Corner later. Uh, my sipping drink for now is Earth Thirst because I feel the earth in Mad Max Fury Road was very thirsty, as well were the people. <laughs> um, I feel the earth was very thirsty because there was no trees. This is from Eel River Brewing Company, which I think is in California. It is an 8.2% um, certified organic double IPA. As you know, I am very tired of the IPAs, but uh, I went over to Whole Foods to select a beer, and um, just everything is IPAs everywhere. They were doing a Lagunitas tasting, and Matt and I basically did our own Lagunitas tasting, so they gave us a sticker and a bottle opener. That was the shoots. Oh, yeah, the shoots. What did I say it was? Lagunitas. Oh, Lagunitas. Mm-hmm. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, it was Deschutes. We were supposed to go to a cocktail party yesterday, but we got a last-minute invitation just as Matt and I were both heading there saying, oh, we got to postpone to next week. So that was kind of a drag in the balls, but it happens. At least they told us before we got there. Mm-hmm. And I had to go over to Whole Foods to get some almond milk anyway and to look at some hippies. There's some cute girls in there, too. Yeah, they don't wash. And their armpits are longer than my <laughs> facial hair. Their armpits? Yeah. Armpit. Follicles. Heathen? Oh anything you want to talk about before you get into the news? Let me sip on this beer and let me tell you about it. I guess there isn't anything I want to talk about. Mm, that's not bad. So, Heathen, anything you want to talk about <laughs> before you head into your news? Uh, no. Is your mouth nice and wet? Beer Maker Matt, anything you want to cover before we go into Heathen's news? Now my mouth is very dry. Milk is... The secret word last week was boobs. I'm drinking stuff out of cow boobs. Heathen's Headlines. Heathen's Headlines. Ready, ready for some news. <laughs> um, 
It seems that uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal recently experienced. Oh, I heard um, this. <laughs> I haven't. Shush. Some, <laughs> some uh, age discrimination when the 37-year-old Oscar-nominated actress was told she was too old to play the love interest of a 55-year-old man. Uh. Well, we don't know what the um, movie is going to be, so we don't know the the content of the movie. Um, and there's been some other actresses that have experienced the same thing recently. Um, but they're basically, you know, she was like, that's kind of messed up. She's only 37, and this dude's like... Well, that is kind of too old. But besides that, how we keep talking about women that are aging poorly, Maggie Hall, and I probably brought this up on the podcast multiple times, Looks, she she aged really fast. She looks like she's probably like forty eight. She's got wrinkles everywhere. <laughs> I don't think she looks forty eight. Um, she was hot in secretary, and then she went just downhill. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know what happened to her. I think it's she lost too much weight. Sometimes when people lose weight, it makes them look kind of old. What I I do kind of agree with what what the article was saying is you don't know what the context of the movie is. It could be that it's going to be a creepy movie where he's a stalker and stalking eighteen year olds, or something like that, and found a love interest of an eighteen year old. So she's not going to be able to pull off an eighteen year old. So you don't know what yeah kind my, of a movie it's going to be. My, but. my guess is it's going to be something like that because um, otherwise I don't think they would have said given her the reason that she was too old unless they specifically needed a certain age group. Otherwise they just would have said, we don't think you're right for the part. I don't think most production companies are going to say, um, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're you're a little bit too old for this. Yeah. Um, there's been some other actresses that have had the exact same thing happen recently saying you're too old for this part. Boom. Yeah. And but it th- hasn't been because it wasn't a, a, an age appropriate role. Hmm. So, I don't know. Out with the old, in with the new. That's what I always say. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will have a new character. Yeah, who is it? I haven't read this one. Jack Flagg. Um, Jack Harrison began his superhero career as Jack Flagg in honor of his childhood hero, Captain America. After being stabbed in the spine by a bullseye, he was left in a prison in the negative zone until he was able to lead a... Revolt against Blastar, one of the alternative dimension areas. That's his story, um, what they're going to be bringing into the that, next movie. That's interesting, because I've done a little... Since I wasn't that familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, I did do some research after the movie came out, and kind of over some of the popular characters and some of the fan favorites, and I don't think that one was ever mentioned. <clears throat> so, Good. There's a lot of characters to pull from. They said that's one reason the Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of a a cool movie to go off of is they could just go in so many different directions with so many different characters. And like this particular lineup, I think, that was in the movie wasn't like a, a very usual one. To me, he kind of looks like a mixture of the super fast guy. Quicksilver? Yeah. And... Um captain america cool yeah <laughs> the super fast guy <laughs> could have been flash or or bolt it was one of the twins so it's one of the- him it's him right 
Um, the next one is costume designer Michael Kaplan drew inspiration for the new lived-in look of the stormtroopers for the, the movie that's coming out. You said lived-in look? Yeah. Oh, I don't think they look lived-in. They look shiny. Well, it's a lived-in look. Um, oh, lived-in. Lived. Oh, lived-in. Okay. V, like Victor. Okay. From two very different sources, um, Apple Computers and Nazi Germany. Um, the first one is, what would Apple do? Referring to the giant's tendency towards continual um, reinvention and their distinctive look. Like you you know from the very first um, iPod, you recognize that that's an Apple product right away. So he took that as inspiration. And the slicked back and hard-lined um, trying to seize control and fill the power vacuum feel from Nazi Germany. So we'll have to look for that and see if it Yeah, like I said, I haven't really, really noticed it. They looked more update and sleek, sleek to me. Well, and then, of course, that's there's he got the inspiration. There's for. the uh, chrome, the chrome, the chrome, chrome trooper that uh, that what's her name is playing from Game of Thrones. There's a chrome trooper. Yeah, you see her in the preview. She's pretty um, prevalent in the in the preview. They show a lot of like She's single shots shiny. of her. Yeah. I guess I she stands out in a crowd. Yeah, and she's chrome, which I just kind of messed up because. Um, the secret word is chrome. The oh. secret word is chrome. So, do you have to give something away if you fuck that up? I, I forgot think that should happen. I forgot that that was the secret word. <laughs> they do say chrome a lot in the yeah, movie. You have to shiny. give up one of your toys. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiny chrome. How about I just don't get another chance to get a sticker like usual? Hmm. Doesn't that seem fair? All right. Let's head into Cocktail Corner. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting yeah. stinking on something I stir or shake. Have a So here we are in Cocktail Corner. Our drink this week is a variation of the White Russian. We wanted to do something milky because milk was part of the Mad Max Fury Road movie. Uh, Morton Joe actually had his whole milking farm. We're talking about human milk here. We did not use human milk in our White Russian, fortunately. We used almond milk. Uh, We call this the Muddy Max because when you look at it, we're going to use, um, we made milk dud infused vodka which has kind of a muddy color to it and with the other um ingredients gives it kind of a a dusty hue and there's a part in the movie where max is covered in blood and dirt and washes his face in milk so to make this cocktail if you're making this for one person um it is two ounces of milk dud infused vodka uh this is a very tasty vodka to use for you uh making white Russians and things like that. The trick is, is you have to filter it. I probably have already filtered it 20 times and it could still be filtered another 20 times. Um, it's really difficult to get all the chocolate out of it once it's sat in there for a month. So two ounces of milk dud vodka, uh, one and a half ounces of Kahlua, one and a half ounces of almond milk, 
uh, half an ounce of coconut rum and a quarter of an ounce or a splash of amaretto. And what you're going to do is you're just going to put that in your drink and you're not going to shake it. You're just going to stir it. You can stir it and pour it over ice or you can put it in the ice and probably stir it that way to chill. It would be the better way. And um, it almost has kind of a taste like I was trying to go for an Almond Joy type taste, but it didn't quite get there. But anyway, do either of you have anything to drink to? Um, I've been getting quite a lot of compliments from some members at the credit union I work at lately, and they send it like company-wide to all of our employees anytime you get any kind of recognition, so that's pretty cool. Six or seven now, just in 90 days. That's nice work. Pretty pretty cool so I, I don't think i've ever gotten a compliment from work strong milk yeehaw so what'd you think about that drink heathen it's pretty good a um, L- little bit better than yesterday's yeah i i just reduced the amaretto a little bit till it was basically a splash and you can still taste it just before it was too strong in the mix. One thing about this drink I would say that changes it, because the usual white Russian is you would use cream. So I think the almond milk, it does add some flavor to it, but it does take away from the uh, kind of the quality of, of, of a white Russian. But anyway, go ahead, Matt. Yes, I can taste the a little bit of amaretto in this and then the coconut as well. Well, we can, let's go into feature presentation. So every week, the Sierra Nevada Movie Club sees a movie. This week we saw the film Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Most of you probably know what this movie is about, but here's a brief synopsis. An apocalyptic story set in the furthest reaches of the planet and a stark desert landscape where humanity is broken and almost everyone is crazed fighting for the necessities of life. Within this world exist two rebels on the run who just might be able to restore order. There's Max, a man of action and a man of few words, who seeks peace of mind following the loss of his child and wife in the aftermath of the chaos. And Furiosa, a woman of action and a woman who believes her path to survival may be achieved if she can make it across the desert back to her childhood homeland. Of course, Max is played by Tom Hardy and Furiosa is played by Charlize Theron. Here are some... Oops. Here are some little tidbits about the film. Over 80% of the effects seen in this film are real practical effects, stunts, makeup, and sets. CGI was used sparingly, mainly to enhance the Nambian landscape, remove stunt rigging, and for Charlize Theron's left hand, which in the film is a prosthetic arm. This film was shot in sequence, which kind of uh, somewhat surprised me because most films are not shot in sequence, and when they do shoot them in sequence, it's for some specific reason. Interesting note that I read recently is that Groundhog Day was filmed in reverse sequence because the director knew that Bill Murray um, usually shows up to set extremely happy and ready to work, and by the end, he gets really grumpy. 
So they film the happy parts first, which were the end, when he starts getting happier and the grumpy parts last. Um, in creating the look of the film, director Char, uh, George Miller laid down two stipulations for the production to follow. Firstly, the cinematography would be as colorful as possible in order to differentiate the film from other post-apocalyptic movies, which typically have bleak, uh, desaturated colors. And that's interesting because Matt and I talked about this after the film, um, saying how uh, we both thought that it reminded us of Sin City, which doesn't really have any color to it, but it's almost hyper-realistic. And, and that's a look. Um, secondly, the art direction would be as beautiful as possible, as Miller reasoned that people living in the post-apocalyptic world would try to find whatever scraps of beauty they could in their meager environment. Um, originally, this was intended to star the original Mad Max, Mel Gibson. Um, back in 2003, they were going to do this, but there was a few problems. Some of it was with the geography. Um, uh, political problems, and also Mel Gibson was wrapped up in making Passion of the Christ and wasn't available. So they kicked it around. They finally got to Tom Hardy. Um, he didn't want to take the role until he got Mel Gibson's blessing. So he had lunch with Gibson, and Gibson said uh, he was fine with it. Actually, I was reading that Mel Gibson at Cannes, whenever they uh, when they when they premiered it, that he really liked it. That he he, he really enjoyed the movie. According to George Miller, the film storyboard was made even before the screenplay. The reason behind that was because Miller envisioned the film as a continuous chase with little dialogue and focusing on the visuals. The storyboard was made with a collaboration of five artists and had about uh, 3,500 panels. So it is a very, very visual film. I'm not that surprised. Another thing I was reading, though, <clears throat> this film wasn't entirely planned out. And another thing that happened at Cannes, I don't know if you guys read this, but... They did a little thing with the audience, and Tom Hardy, in front of the audience, uh, apologized to George Miller. I guess they had kind of a contentious relationship on set. And uh, I read Charlize Theron had some issues, too, where George, everyone would show up to set on some days, and George Miller had no idea what they were shooting. There was nothing planned. There was no script. There wasn't anything. And that Tom Hardy didn't feel like what they were filming meant anything. He didn't understand like all the visuals that George Miller had in his head. And so uh, Tom Hardy said, uh, you know, I apologize to you. I didn't realize everything you were seeing out there. The things you were making us do just seemed ridiculous and didn't seem like that they were going anywhere. Um, but considering that they did on several days went to set without having anything planned to shoot and the way the film turned out, I, I think is uh, says a lot about George Miller as a director especially coming from his last movies were like Happy Feet 2 and Babe Pig in the City, that he still has that in him to do these Mad Max types movies and go back to that style. I One of my worries about the movie was that um, sometimes when people try to do reboots or, or sequels years later, they, they steer too far away from what made the original movies or they go too over the top. Or maybe that's why he was able to do it is because he was... He took a break from it and did some other things and then was able to kind of think about what he wanted to envision in the movie. And Yeah, the thing that's interesting is um, he people have asked like where this falls in the timeline, this movie, and he says that um, he doesn't really know where any, any of them fall in the timeline. Even if they go in order, he says that he wants them each to be like independent movies like... Uh, I was telling Matt, sort of like the Clint Eastwood, Man Without a Name westerns, where he kind of plays the same character in each movie, but most of them aren't sequels. He's just a guy that shows up, and like a, like a lot of westerns, a lot of John Wayne movies, he doesn't doesn't necessarily play the same character, but he he does. So 
um, I thought that was interesting because there's a lot of talk that uh, um, debate if Tom Hardy is the original Mad Max or if he's not. In my opinion, he he is, but some people think that he's just a different road warrior. Yeah, I think they tied enough similarities between the, the different movies and the character of Mad Max to, yeah. to make me think that it was the same. So, um, what did you guys think about the movie overall? Anything you want to talk about? Any of the characters or themes or people? Did you like, Heathen, did you like it as a female that it had a very strong uh, female lead? I, I would say that Charlie Theron was more the main character almost than Max was. Um, I, I think she started as a main character because the beginning was kind of slow for me. I was like, oh no, here we go. It's going to be a totally boy movie. And then... Which part about the beginning was slow to you? Because I thought the first 20 minutes almost gave me a heart attack. Like, they didn't even give me a chance to breathe. Um, maybe I just had a different perception about the movie. I'm not really sure. Um, I was like one of the most intense beginnings I've seen. Okay, well... <laughs> um, well, I think is Yeah, because even though it starts off the first scene with Mad Max... It kind of quickly goes away, so he's not really mm-hmm. kind of a main character in it. So it's kind of yeah, why? Well, I didn't see the other movies, so and that's what I I said coming out of the movies is I wish I would have seen the other ones. Yeah. So I had something to kind of have a history or there was no relation at all. Yeah. No. So yeah. it was just me watching a movie, and so it was kind well, of. I'm saying there's no relation between this movie and the other movies at all. Well, you said that, but again, everybody else who has seen all the movies are like, oh man, uh, you know, even Josh, our neighbors, like this, 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 comparing, you know, to all the movies and I don't have that. So I'm just watching one movie and going and I just kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's a little out there. <laughs> I don't know if I can settle in. So and a lot of the times through the movie, I was like, oh. <gasps> You know, but I heard uh, that Barbara and Emily, they were like actually like jumping out of their seats for a couple of the scenes where I was. And I just covered my eyes because it was a little bit gory. So, yeah, as far as the style is very similar to the originals, especially, I would say the first couple. I don't really remember Thunderdome that much. But the storyline, that's another reason people say that this might be a completely different Max, because original Mad Max has his wife and son killed. But in this movie, you keep seeing a little girl that no one knows anything about. I was reading that uh, George Miller did write a comic before this that kind of goes into the, who that girl is. Well, but, at the very end, she says, Daddy. Okay. The only thing that kept going through my mind is they go, they're going through a lot of shit just to get back a piece of ass. You know, I just kept going all this. The bad guys? Yeah, all this (laughs) for some ass. Well, it's not just. And then I settled into the movie. You know what I mean? But from the beginning, for a while, it took me. I was like, you know. They they couldn't they couldn't just get some new women in there. Well, it's not just that they were women. I mean, that was part of it because there probably isn't a whole lot of healthy women that can breed. Probably a lot of them, like Furiosa, was um, she couldn't have kids. 
Um, but also, it's just like any king or emperor. You don't steal from the king no matter what it yeah. is. If you if you steal a ashtray, he sends everyone after them because you. if you steal from the emperor and you get away with it, then you lose power. It took me a minute to settle into the movie. That's all I was saying. I mean, I just kept going. There's like nothing out there. And you're going to waste all of your resources to get these yeah and that was like his most of women that was like his most powerful resource he kept him in a vault and that's mm-hmm. why like he really one of them was pregnant that was like the most yeah. important thing was to save her and to try to have a, a healthy kid because but then once i settled into the movie i i enjoyed it and it really cracked me up what really cracked me up was the guitarist guy yeah. <laughs> <Any time>. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how they have um like the the themed uh theme music theme music he was like right out there every time <laughs> that just really cracked so me that up. was a good example of mm-hmm. kind of the style of the original movies that i laughed too because i was thinking this is so silly but i was thinking well you know these guys are all kind of the radiation crazy thing, right? and um you um, know the, of, i mean it yeah i mean they're in their vehicles kind of embodied the whole uh feel of the movie and the the, the movement of I, I guess what whatever that guy's name was the Iota? Yeah, uh, no, the the main bad guy. Oh, uh, Morton Joe. Yeah. There was one thing that I noticed that m- maybe it was a slip or maybe I missed it, um, but I came straight from work to the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, he had ripped the bloodline thing out of his neck. Right. You're talking about Lux or Nux, the uh, the war boy? No, uh, Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max, uh-huh. Um, oh, when he, he escaped? was dragging the dead guy around, or the, we'll just say that. Um, but then when she needed help, he tapped her into the line, but never reconnected oh. himself. So I thought... Well, Is that a well? They yeah. You see him put it into yeah. his arm. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, I just maybe I just missed it. It's a different. It's a different. I, I think I was focusing on her and didn't see it, but mm-hmm. I just wondered if that was something I didn't see. Okay. So some people, um, I don't remember what review this was, but one of the reviews I read, like the headline said, um, the best action film in years. So. Besides this film, I would say this is was a great action. When when I read best action film in years, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that. I mean, how can they be saying that? There's been so many good action films. <laughs> I really would say that it's probably one of the best action films I've seen. Just the momentum of it. Yeah. Um, I'll go to my question in a minute. It did remind me. So we had a group of about twenty to twenty five, and most people really liked it. There was about four that didn't like it that much, and they seemed like they were an older generation. So I don't know if it was too loud for them or too fast because the whole pacing of the movie was super fast. Not quite in an MTV type way, but um, going back to the cinematography, one of the directions that George Miller gave the DP was that he wanted um, the main characters, especially Charlize Theron, always in the middle of the shot because there were so many... Um, quick cuts that they wanted people to be able to find the characters right away and it's he said it took the director or the dp a while to get used to that because he was cutting off people on sides of frames but george miller said you know because we're going around so much we don't want to lose track of 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 who's um anyway my question is what is 
one of your what is your favorite action film or one of your would be in your top three or five or something just off off the tops of your head maybe not your favorite but what comes to mind is your favorite action film um i would say it's uh, it's one of the end of the world ones that one really scared me end of earth it was only a few years old um the 2012 one who was in it Oh, I can't remember, but... Well, it's the same director that usually does all those um, destruction movies. He's the same one that did... Uh, so, name off a couple. Uh, I'd have to stop and look on my phone. Hmm. But I will, if you want to talk about it a little bit. Tell me no, about the movie. Do you remember that. anyone that was in it? So, 2012 or it, whatever that one was. That was... Uh, completely froze over new york and they were burning books at the library yeah i think that's um uh i don't think that's 2012 no though. it's not that's, yeah, that's that was that day was after tomorrow or uh, day after tomorrow yeah that, like, that's like 10 really almost 10 years old yeah because i used to show that to my chinese class that really creeped me out um <laughs> man now we're actually talking about that film <laughs> yesterday while i was mentioning it. Uh, that's kind of an action that was an action movie to me as a girl as a little girl. doesn't have too many action sequences to it, but I don't know what else you would classify it as because it's not really a the drama car. and it's e. not quite... E.T. was an action movie to me, too. He's on a bicycle. I'm telling you, well, I was such a girly girl. You okay. don't understand. I mean, there's some action sequences in Back to the Future. He gets and chased. My Little Pony was an action okay. movie. So, <laughs> all right, how about you, Matt? Name some action movies. Hopefully... Uh, we were talking about earlier. One of my favorite ones is um, Bulletproof Monk. Mm-hmm. Um, With Stifler and uh, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, just well, I mean Chow Yun Fat's one of my favorite action stars. Hard Boiled, he's really good in that yep. one. Um, probably, and he's more known for his gunplay than his yeah. martial arts. Um, but I didn't see that, but I like Hard Boiled Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bought eggs today. Yeah. My my all time favorite movie and action movie yeah uh, all time favorite action and pretty much movie as well because it's by my favorite director. It's good. Is, Fifth Element. You got it. Yeah, I thought you might say that one. I need to go back and watch that movie. I really wouldn't have seen uh, Mad Max um, if it wasn't for the movie group because it's not something that I would see. Yeah. But I'm really glad that I did. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I was saying how the older people didn't really like the movie that much. Um, when I went to work the next day, uh, there's a couple people I knew that wanted to see it. And all I said was, whoa, Mad Max is, was like super high octane. And then uh, one of my coworkers is like, oh, yeah, I saw that last night, too. He saw it at a different theater. He saw it at Riverside. He said, I didn't like it. He said, I think part of my reason, which is what I usually say, he said, he said part of my reason is, is that I think I read too many of the reviews and how they, it's like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And he's like, everyone made it seem like this like life-changing movie. And I went and I was like, oh, it's it's kind of how I said about Avengers, how Avengers, the new one, Age of Ultron, like, I, I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was a good movie. I think I went in with such high expectations. That I was like, oh, man, I kind of well, think it the sucked. The thing that I love about me is that I go in with nothing. I don't read any reviews. I don't do anything. I just go in and be me. Yeah. 
But I mean, I'm, I've been looking forward to this film for mm-hmm. a while, and it's probably the the film I, I was looking forward to the most out of all the movies that are coming out this summer and uh, over the holiday season, even more so than than Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I I still really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than I I thought I was going to. Yeah, me too. So I was really happy about that because I was trying to keep my expectations low. It was a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like. Okay, it can't be that good, but like I, I walked out very satisfied, and um, I think it just again depends on what you're looking for. So this this coworker, he was like, you know, I just wanted to see some more meaning or something, yeah. and we're like, what what meaning do you want to see <laughs> in a Mad Max movie? I mean, I think there might have been some meaning in there if you really want to go into a film school kind of analysis you probably could break down a lot of the thing. I mean, I, to me, the uh, the War Boys or whatever, and Morton Joe were very. Um, uh, like an obvious maybe it wasn't meant to be to me it was like a very obvious metaphor for like um what do you call Islam, uh extremist islam islam because they kept talking about um dying and, and being immortal like dying a glorious dying, death. yeah dying battle and glory yeah but the only thing that uh bummed me out is that i had to work late and couldn't join everybody beforehand, beforehand. yeah because it was a big group, and I love it when we can take up a huge yeah. chunk. Yeah, it was good. We had a couple rows. Like I said, we had 20 to 25. We had a table for like six, and about 10, 10 or so people showed up. Um, hoo-ha showed up even before me, and I showed up pretty early. <laughs> um, and, and it had a table, and that was good. There was already a other couple tables open that I was going to take. But, but yeah, it was nice. A nice... Um, if Handsome Rob was here, I was going to talk to him about the first time he showed up for his his first movie. <laughs> we don't even know who you're talking about. Handsome Rob, Handsome Rob was going to show up. I don't up, know what you're talking about. But he didn't. So, um, can I talk about who my the sidekick would be? Would oh, wait, be? I didn't talk about my action movie yet. <laughs> okay. Um, I had a tough time. I, I The first thing that came to my mind was um, The Avengers but I kept thinking, there's got to be a better action movie than Avengers. Because I watched so many kung fu films as a kid. But I, it's just, what is the best action movie? And then before the podcast, I was telling Matt some of the movies I was thinking about. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I was like, well, that's not really an action movie. It's more of like an adventure movie. And then I think I named another one. I was like, well, that's not really an action movie either. And then I looked up on like AFI's top. They don't have an action. They have a thriller-like uh, thing. And they put um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm still not going to do that. I'm still going to go with, um, I wrote down before the thing, I wrote down Avengers, but I wrote, uh, as an honorable mention, Rumble in the Bronx. I'm going to go with that. Jackie Chan movies, actually a lot of those, again, Matt and I were talking about this earlier, a lot of those Asian action movies are so good because they do all their own stunts. There's no rigging. If you go to the, the Ong Bak or whatever with the Thai ones, uh, the new ones with the um, the Malaysian one, uh, what are those ones? The uh, Fort can't remember what those are those are pretty intense um so i'm gonna go with raiders of the last dark <laughs> girls just want to have fun is an action movie too i mean she has to sneak out of her parents house that's kind of was crazy. that a movie girls just want to have fun yeah huh, i know the song and i know Sarah the video Jessica parker yeah okay she had a dance off Okay, fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's like one of my favorite uh, I, I movies. I thought you were going to say like Adventures in Babysitting or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Heathen, who's your sidekick? And what does this have to do with? Does this have to do with your car still? Yeah, it does. Okay. So we imagine 
that you have the grease, but like a larger size, because I have a Jeep Wrangler, a larger size shredders from the grease, like fight off, we'll say, and some flamethrowers on the back. So you're, ta- and you're talking about from like a, uh, a gladiator kind of, is that what you're talking about with grease? No, the movie. Great. She wants a giant John Travolta on the front. No, when they have the um, drag race, uh-huh. he throws out some spikes uh, from his tires, but a giant version of it. And so a bunch of fire. And I want Robbie Knievel mm-hmm. on his my motorcycle because he'll fit in the back of my Jeep. And he's a daredevil. I still think I like Matt's answer the best out of everyone that listed theirs. I he thought. hands down. He hands. <laughs> he he beat us on Facebook. When he yeah, went, but still, I was disappointed still. that nobody else responded. Though I was hoping that everybody else was going to chime in with but, theirs. But still, like, well, when you said yours, I just felt defeat and I didn't want to answer. <laughs> but you still have to keep your vehicle. You have to use your vehicle. You know what? So it kind of rem- mine would win because I have the Jeep. <laughs> And what do you have? Because <laughs> it wasn't really about your own vehicle. It was about having your own gang and right. what you would do. But the conversation started with me saying, I have a Jeep <laughs> and I would win. I just said that I would get a giant punching fist on the front of mine. And I'd really like it to be one of those ones where you like grab the lever and it goes out on an arm and punches things. <laughs> but uh, it, may, it reminds me of... Um, a cartoon, even though it probably wouldn't hold up because Hanna Barbera had such shitty animation, but they used to do—I uh, don't even remember what it's called. Heather might know, but they used to do these Hanna Barbera things where they would race across the bad guys and the good. Guys. Actually, everyone would race together, and the bad guys would always cheat. And everyone had like vehicles that were, uh, um, like customized to the kind of people they were. So you know, it was like Yogi Bear and and all these people. Um, no. God, I'm trying to remember. It was a whole series. I loved it as a kid. And then, of course, the original Death Race 2000 with David Carradine was great. The remake wasn't as good. But I love the idea of a cross-country race where you're killing things. Or killing each other. (laughs) It's a great idea. So, Heathen, or Matt, if you were in a post-apocalyptical world and you were going around by your first name, what adjective would you add to the beginning of your name? So we had Mad Max. He didn't seem that mad. or Well, he did seem a little bit crazy. So what would you add, Heathen, to your, your first name? Well, I was going to say uh, easygoing, Heather, because that's not me. <laughs> that would be a pretty good nickname to have in a post-apocalyptic world. Kind of similar to mine. I'd go with ambivalent Kevin. Oh, you're raping that girl? Oh, that sucks. Oh, you got some food? All right, I'll have some. Oh, a car? Okay, that's cool. Oh, it's yeah, sunny that's again. Kind of you. Yeah, ambivalent Kevin. <laughs> but I'm not easygoing, Heather. No, it's just easy. <laughs> what about you, Matt? True. Chooth. <laughs> well, originally I was going to go with my my nickname here which would be maker matt but i thought that was a little too easy maker matt you'd just be like a raper 
Or would you be, be like, making things? Making stuff. Like, oh. you know, I'd be the, the one that would be making all the windmills and stuff. I out like of Raper Matt. Old... Let's go with that. Raper Matt? Yeah. That's what... Raper Mache. Really He's like, listen, bitch, I'm going to say it too many goddamn times. It's either me or him. No, it's... And I'm washed. I've got I all said, my teeth. listen, bitch. <laughs> Raper Matt. I wish he'd get a patch. I wish he'd get a leather jacket that says Raper Matt on the back. Well, I was going to say Maverick Matt, but now that sounds just sad. Bump me to bump your gas? No. He's like Tom Cruise. I like Raper Matt. Is that going to be his new nickname in the movie group? I'm not in the movie group. Why do you call him Raper Matt? Well... Drink that Slurpee and you'll find out. <laughs> Don't mind the Sip taste. it. Couple more sips. <laughs> okay, so our usual closeout topic is what is your porn parody title for Mad Max Fury Road? Mine is Mad Ass Fury Load. <laughs> Heathen? Mine was uh, Mad Dick Drop My Load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than usual better than fairy colon that's your first porn parody I think that didn't involve an ass <laughs> I have something written down differently I just came off that on the fly alright Matt what would your Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> uh, mine was Mad Max shoot your load right. Mad Matt drop my load so, <laughs> raper matt yeah. raper matt take raper my load yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm changing mine to raper matt <laughs> take my load yeah. uh that kind of reminds me of i i didn't get a response from him unfortunately but apparently jeremy uh jeremy renner is making a lot of appearances in reno around town um wet hen uh bed bath and beyond Target, I think the pepper mill. So I, I tweeted, I tweeted out, uh, you know, apparently there's a lot of Jeremy Renner sightings. I said, I'd love to see him in my Hurt Locker porn parody <laughs> if he would just make a cameo as the army pizza guy. I didn't, because Twitter's so short, I couldn't go into detail how, how I would call it the squirt locker and other things like that. But From Portable Picture? Yeah. Well, okay. I, yeah. So, yeah. Jeremy Renner, if you want to be a pizza if you army just pizza let guy, let me do it as a girl. He probably would have fucking shown up. Most people know Jeremy Renner from Hawkeye, but I don't like the Hawkeye and the Avengers. I like it. I liked. I actually don't. Uh, well, I liked. I'm gonna say. You can show it. Shoot an arrow through my heart. Show up. Be on our podcast. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I was showing. Uh, He's like, yeah. <laughs> Beer maker Matt, did you ever watch the show Freaks and Geeks? Uh huh. I was showing Ethan the beginning of it again, and just going through the cast as they're coming on and asking if she knew whoever who everyone was because Linda Cardellini is Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers film, and also because we just watched Silicon Valley, and I wanted to see if she could point, find the guy that's uh, I can't remember his name on Silicon Valley anymore, but the other um, data guy yeah uh, the smart ass guy all right who wants to do the ranking of the five today um 
on just one moment. So I'll go through the five and I'll and I'll see how, who wants to risk who wants to rank them. Okay. The five. So we have the Mad Hatter, Mad Magazine, Mad Libs, Mad Men, and Mad TV. I could do that. Okay. Both how, of us could do it. How are you going to rank them, Heathen, based on what? Preference? Well, I want to see it. Um, but I think I could do it based on age. Oh, you're just <laughs> going to put something it better. chronological? <laughs> That's all. Well, I don't know. Like, based on what? That's based your decision. On... If I was going to rank them, I would rank them based on what I enjoy the most. Hmm. Okay. Based on what I enjoy the most. Okay, starting with one or starting with five? Um, we're going to go the cake to the cream. Cake to the so, cream, five, four, three, two, one. So what's your number five? Um, least favorite out of all those. You get the uh, least enjoyment. Mad Magazine. All right, Mad Magazine. I don't think most girls probably read Mad Magazine as a kid. Didn't seem like a girl thing. Uh, Spy vs. Spy was pretty good, though. Mad Men? Hmm. Still a girl. No, it's girl, a lot of girls watch Mad Men. It's kind of a girl show. And a guy show. Yeah. It's actually more of a guy show, I guess, because <laughs> it's all about guys fucking and drinking. Um, uh, Mad Libs? Mad Libs is number three. I thought about something uh, recently with Mad Libs. Mad Hatter and Mad TV, because you... <laughs> Locked yourself out. I was thinking about something real quick with Mad Libs recently um, because... I love Mad Libs. It's fun. I had a friend. It's actually, I met him through Western Warlock. He lives in Missouri, and he says... He, he plays shows like twice a week, once or twice a week. Missouri. A lot of cover songs. And he posted on Facebook, I don't play country songs. And then there was kind of a discussion, and I said, why don't you just uh, play I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and just change the words to fucking your sister. And I said, okay, why don't you just uh, change the words to just, you know, add, I just said, just somewhere add these words, small town, truck, beer, Friday night. Um, and lost my dog. I can't remember. That's old country. And then, but when I said Still that, country. it reminded me of a Mad Lib and I thought it would be really fun to take a known song, like I love rock and roll and then do a Mad Lib and then play the song. Oh, there was one time at, uh karaoke that i said i love cock and balls but wouldn't it be better if before that no one knew what the song was and you asked for a noun and they said like truck and you asked for another noun and they said xylophone and you had to say (laughs) i love trucks and xylophones anyway heathen what was your number two well (laughs) i gave it to you because you locked yourself out okay but you said them what were they i wasn't listening (laughs) You, you had not said uh, Mad TV yet, and you had not said Mad Hatter yet. So, what was your number two between those two? Uh, Mad Hatter. Was number two? Mad TV. Number one. I think. Okay. I can tell you. Why is Mad Hatter number two? How does Mad Hatter beat out Mad Libs? And No, it was the other way. Mad Libs, Mad Hatter. Yeah, I got it. Why is Mad Hatter number two? That's my question again. Oh, because he has so much fun in Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And plus, um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's go into Last Call. Last Call. Looking at the world through the 
Last call. Any last words, beer maker Matt? What was would have been your number one out of those mad things? Uh, probably Mad TV. Just it was one of the many things of my childhood that I I remembered, you know, enjoying. I enjoyed. Uh, did you have a favorite Mad TV sketch? Um, Jim Carrey did a lot of. Jim Carrey yeah. was in oh, Living Color. In, yeah, that's in right. In Living Color. See, that's the thing is. I enjoyed Will Sasso on Mad TV, and I liked his tiny E. Was, was but Key and Peele came from Mad TV. Yeah. Although that was mm-hmm. after I stopped watching because they did have a turnover. Was it, it was Stewart? Is that the one that um, Stewart was Mad TV? Yeah. yeah. I think I put Mad Hatter because um, Alice in Wonderland, and I was the Cheshire Cat um, in the play, mm-hmm. and I had so much fun being the Cheshire Cat. Mm-hmm. And that's my last words. It was so much fun playing that role. I got to wear the costume for the entire week to get in, like, the mood in high school. Any other last words, anybody? We never hit a baby. Might as well do that. Uh, that's, that's fine to hit this baby. And my butt is numb. So in the Sierra Nevada Movie Group, we still have the finals for the sports movie tourney. It is Rocky versus Field of Dreams, I believe, right now on the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. Uh, Rocky, I think, is pretty much rocking. And no, it ends on Sunday. And on the other side, a lot of people, I think partly because Rocky is dominating is is the favorite. A lot of people are um, arguing why Field of Dreams should uh, be the winner, right? It is Field of Dreams versus Rocky, right? I can't remember. Um, also, if you want to leave a message for the Potable Picture Show, like Western Warlock did, and tell us about your Burger King in town, you can <laughs> dial 775-996-3986. Fuck my thing. Just, what was the number? 786? 775-996-3986. Um, let me th- see. Like I said, we'll be seeing um, Poltergeist with Furious 7 this weekend at the drive-in. Poltergeist appears to be a adequate drive-in movie. Same with Furious 7. The only reason I saw Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man, was because it was playing at the drive-in. And this will probably be the only reason I see Furious 7 is because we'll be playing in the drive-in. And by then, I'll probably be extremely drunk, just like when I saw Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and next um, Tuesday will be... Watching movie that are scary is best for me at the drive-in because i can i don't think anything pg pg could ever be scary poltergeist is pg yeah i think the original was pg also because nothing happened she goes into a tv you don't so scary you don't ever see any blood or anything um like i said next tuesday will be tomorrowland he then will not see that one because she does not like george clooney I really don't. He's highly overrated. She hated. And I am not going to the movie just to make a stand. The whole reason she never watched the film or the TV show uh, Roseanne was because George Clooney was the boss. I think his name was Booker or something mm-hmm. in that show. Yeah, that was until like what season four or five though. And yeah. that's when I stopped watching it. 
And I haven't watched anything from George Clooney since. He's a dick. I don't get it. Playing us out this week is our familiar band, The Fario Project. They have a song this week called You Sweet Thing. If you want to learn more, look for links on the Potable Picture website. You can find that at potablepicture.com, where you can also find photos from this episode. Until next week, keep it wet, everybody. probably podcast night i get it all right the first time he answered that was that was heathen answering sex calls and you guys are in the background drinking and uh all right hopefully uh podcast goes well and cheers to all you fucking three people that listen to the motherfucking thing salute